So, like, who will go first? We can have. We always have an order. We don't have to worry about you know stepping on each other's toes. I feel like you could you could des- designate an order, and we just go by that, or you call on us when you want our take. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Let's do. Uh, I'll, I'll go first because I'm going to be introducing it already. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'll go to Andrew, and then we'll go to Ian, and then Travis can just kind of rebuttal as far as every stadium, or you know, because I'm going to introduce Travis obviously as the unbiased third party. And, you know, you'll just kind of chime in on every single topic or, you know, if you ever want to add something about a stadium, you're more than welcome to jump into every, you know, every stadium, Travis, just because, you know. Absolutely. Okay, cool. And then at the very end, um, you know, we'll each, you know, be like, okay, so, you know, on a scale of one to 10, what do we give, you know, Angel Stadium, Dodger Stadium and Petco Park? We'll try to keep the descriptions on that brief or, you know, we can try to sway each other. But, you know, by then we'll kind of already have our, you know, talking points. All right, sounds good to me. Oh, All right. One thing I think we forgot, um, transportation, like uh, along with parking location, we'll also do like transportation to the stadium. Yeah, sure. Okay, as far as like, what the city provides. Okay, cool. All right. Everyone ready? Yeah, I'm yeah. good. All right, cool. <clears throat> hey, and welcome everybody to the Down and Away podcast. My name is Fernando Mendez. Joined here by Andrew Ciccarelli. Hey, everyone. Uh, Ian, <laughs> our good buddy Ian, our Dodgers correspondent. Ian, how you doing? Pretty good, man. Thanks. Perfect. And this time we're joined here by uh, our guest, who is uh, Travis. Travis, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Now, uh, for those of you guys who don't recognize Travis's voice, which would be really weird if you did, uh, unless you don't hear my head of time. Purely uh, Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Travis is a, a friend of mine. He is actually a Red Sox fan, but the reason why we wanted to bring him on is because he's going to be the unbiased third party, or I guess the fourth party in this situation, to come on and, you know, kind of throw some insight, maybe something we're missing, or, you know, maybe be like, hey, bro, I don't know who you're kidding, but the trough bathrooms in the pavilion are really not that cool. So, oh, but they are, though. That's one of the defining features. <laughs> are we talking about Oakland? No, I know, I know Dodger <laughs> Stadium has them in the pavilion, but Oakland has those trough restrooms everywhere. Oh, my gosh. It's horrible. But um, we'll dive into all that, I'm sure. We'll bash on some other stadiums while we're at it. But uh, this is the Down and Away podcast, folks. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we truly hope that you and your family are staying healthy in this uncertain time. Um, you know, we did. Uh, Andrew and I did an episode last week where we talked about COVID-19 and its impact on Major League Baseball and I guess sports as a whole. So if you guys are interested, uh, go ahead and listen to that episode. But uh, we're going to go ahead and put that in, you know, in the past. Obviously, it's something people are still dealing with. And if it is something that you're directly dealing with, we do extend our condolences. But we're here to talk about baseball and get our mind off of all that you know, all the nastiness going on in the world. So today we are going to discuss the the three baseball stadiums, major league baseball stadiums that that is in Southern California. So uh, that's going to be Petco Park, Dodger Stadium, and Angel Stadium of Anaheim. So, you know, obviously Andrew is going to go ahead and talk about Petco Park. I'm going to talk about Angel Stadium. Ian is going to talk about Dodger Stadium. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, Travis will chime in on every single stadium. 
Uh, we do have a couple categories that we're going to break everything down to. We're going to talk about things like parking, location, transportation to the stadium, seating, the history behind it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about food and concessions. We're going to talk about things like the view that it provides. And then last but not least, what makes the ballpark unique? Now, uh, there's some things that we are missing, and I'm sure you'll realize, but we're going to do a future episode where we talk about the fan experience. So, uh, you know, we'll try to not hit too much on things like fan experience, like atmosphere, things like that. We're going to save that for a separate episode. Um, does anybody else have anything to add that I'm missing as far as, you know, some background on this topic? No, I, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, cool. Just making sure that we're on the same page. Okay, um, now before we get started with today's episode, I do want to go ahead and, uh, you know, get the uh, boring introduction stuff out of the way. Uh, we are, as always, looking for sponsors. If you're interested in sponsoring our little show and feeding my Wingstop addiction, it's getting out of hand. I'm actually traveling in Arizona tomorrow where I stay. There's a Wingstop across the street, so it's bad, guys. I might need some help. So if you guys are interested in uh, providing uh, some money to help me and the rest of the staff out so we can, you know, start um, – investing some money into uh, what we do here uh that'd be greatly appreciated go ahead and reach out to me uh, via email fernando mendez 2295 at gmail.com or fernando at com. we still haven't changed those emails we will get to that i promise um also we just created a facebook page the down and away podcast just look that up on facebook and you will find our facebook group uh, we're going to try to make that like a fun place for dodgers fans angels fans padres fans could just have some Hopefully, friendly conversations. We'll see where that goes. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> it uh, doesn't get out of hand. But uh, there's not a lot of pages out there where just Southern California baseball fans can do things like post memes and stuff. So we wanted to go ahead and create that environment. Also, I just created a Instagram account for the Down and Away podcast today. So just look up Down and Away podcast on Instagram, and I'll try to do whatever I can to uh, keep that updated as regularly as possible. So all that boring stuff out of the way, folks. Let us get to it. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and talk a little bit about Angel Stadium first, and then we're going to go to Andrew, and then we're going to go to Ian. So right now, we're just going to talk about the brief history about the stadium. So Angel Stadium, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, is off of the 57 Freeway and Interstate 5. So I'm not going to dive too much as far as, you know, my opinion on that just yet. We're going to get to that after we introduce the stadiums. So um, Angel Stadium was built in 1966. Um, the Angels were founded in 1961. They played in Wrigley Field, which was a minor league stadium, which was a basically a carbon copy of Wrigley Field that we know in Chicago today. It almost looked the same. If you guys have never seen it, I suggest looking up photos. It looks pretty cool to see a West Coast Wrigley Field. Um, after 1961, after that solo season there, they played at Chavez Ravine Stadium, which is what they called Dodger Stadium back in those days because uh, they were you know, sharing a stadium with the Dodgers. Uh, and that was uh, through the 1965 season. 1966, Angel Stadium opened. Now, Angel Stadium is so close to Disneyland. If you've never noticed, they're probably about, what would you guys say, like a mile and a half away, two miles? If, it, if that. Yeah, yeah they're rich, yeah, just off of Catella. They're, they're very close. Now, the reason for that is because Gene Autry, who was the Angels' original owner, was actually really good friends with Walt Disney. So uh, Gene Autry wanted to originally build the stadium in Long Beach, and the city of Long Beach approved those plans. 
But uh, they wanted this team to be the Long Beach Angels. Gene Autry wasn't having that. He wanted to have the California Angels. So uh, Walt, uh, you know, called up his friend Gene Autry and we just told him, hey, there's a giant plot of land just outside of uh, Disneyland. Um, so Gene Autry bought 140 acres. Uh, well, I guess technically it was, it's owned by the city of Anaheim up until this year when Adam Moreno bought the land. So the, the city offered that to Gene Autry. He took the land and, you know, Anaheim didn't care what they called the Angels. So Gene Autry got the Angels to be the California Angels at that time, built a stadium, and that stadium has stood ever since. So that's just a brief history of Angel Stadium. Uh, Andrew, you want to go ahead and uh, actually, uh, do you have anything to add to that, Travis, before we move on? Uh, not really. That's the history aspect, at least. Okay. Cool. So, Andrew, you want to go ahead and uh, give us your history of Petco Park? Yeah, Petco Park was uh, created in 2004. That's when it was originally opened. Uh, it was after a long legal battle um, where the park was being uh, fought by a really litigious person who was uh, keeping the ballpark from being constructed for probably five to ten years. Uh, before Petco Park was established in 2004, the Padres played at Qualcomm Stadium or Jack Murphy Stadium. Uh, they played there from like 1969 to 2004 and uh, until they got their beautiful new park. And Petco Park is in the Gas Lab District of San Diego. It's a really nice downtown spot. It's close to the harbor. And the stadium itself is created to kind of have a, those like sandy beach look. So everything's blue and like brown tones. It's a really beautiful stadium. The stadium itself cost about $450 million. It was uh, partially funded by the Center D uh, City Development Corporation and the San Diego Redevelopment Agency. So the state, the stadium is partly owned by the city of, San city of San Diego. And it's just, it's an awesome stadium. It looks great. Uh, it's located on, you know, Tony Gwynn Way. And it just has a lot of great things going on about it. David and has really been one of the best looking ballparks in the 15 years that it's been in service. Nice yeah, so, I mean, is there anything else that you guys feel like I should be uh, giving for a little bit of the history of Petco Park? Uh, I mean, I guess you can probably... I, one of the things that you're missing, I guess you'll probably talk about it when you, you know, we get to the end as far as unique things, but, I mean, the Western Metal Building. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, if you guys want me to get into, like, the actual architect of it. So, I mean, you have... A, a hundred-year-old building in the, the Western Metal Supply Building in left field that's like built into the stadium, which is one of the unique historical, you know, artifacts of downtown San Diego. And one of the great things about Petco Park is that I don't know if anyone like has seen like San Diego in the Gaslight District before Petco Park was built. It was a really rundown area. Yeah, it was uh, gross. Yeah, so I mean, putting Petco Park there has completely like revitalized downtown and just made it a place that people want to go. You can get there. There's a, a really nice train station that takes you right downtown. Um, the parking is a little iffy because uh, if you want to park at Petco Park, it can cost anywhere from like 10 to 35 bucks. Now you're getting ahead of yourself. Oh, I know. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so the parking is too exciting. Yeah, I understand. I had to get straight to the parking. That's what everyone yeah, wants right. to know, right? Like, how, where am I going to park? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, stuff. so hold your thought on the parking and the transportation. Uh, any other like last second things about the you know about the architecture of Petco Park or you know what made Petco Park into Petco Park? Yeah, so I mean it's just it's developed to give you like a really nice view of just downtown San Diego. So you can see all the skyline behind it. 
There's an ocean view behind it, so you can see boats, you know, floating around the ocean. It's just gorgeous. It's perfect. All right, uh, Ian, uh, you want to go ahead and talk a little bit about Dodger Stadium? Yeah, for sure. So uh, Dodger Stadium was opened in 1962. Uh, so it's the third oldest stadium in baseball, just uh, just after Fenway Park and Wrigley Field. And it's super centrally located right in the middle of LA County, um, just a couple miles outside downtown LA, um, right next to Chinatown. So it's, it's in a really great location if in terms of stuff around it. Um, it was opened in 1962, uh, obviously for the Dodgers, um, their movement from Brooklyn to LA. And uh, actually, between the couple of years between the opening of the stadium and the team moving, they actually played in the Coliseum where USC plays now. Um, so it was really Coliseum was a crazy place to play baseball. Uh, it held like 110,000 people, something like that. Uh, and it was like 250 feet down the line to left field. So it was a ridiculous place to play baseball. And I'm sure they were really glad to finish their stadium um, and get to play in an actual baseball stadium. Uh, so other stadium. Um, it's actually, the, uh, in terms of capacity, also the largest stadium uh, in Major League Baseball holds 56,000 people uh, around that neighborhood. And uh, it's a really iconic um, part of the downtown L.A. area. Um, has a great view of kind of the hillsides of uh, L.A. County, um, the iconic Think Blue sign. Um, lots of great old-time architecture, uh, kind of from the, an older generation of baseball construction. Um, yeah, it's a super, super great place to catch a game. Um, yeah, lots of... In addition to baseball games, lots of great concerts and events have happened there as well. Um, it, it's pretty much become a fixture uh, in the L.A. area in terms of historical locations, I would say. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're probably going to get to it. But, I mean, that is, as far as historic stadiums go, it's probably going to be, you know, going to have the advantage in that department. Uh, anybody have anything to add about Dodger Stadium? Before we get, it, obviously, into the, the meat of everything. No? No, that's not right. good. Yeah. Perfect. Travis, anything? I'm good. All right. So uh, that's the brief introduction of our stadiums. Now, this is probably where the uh, the kicking and screaming goes. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're all going to be civil. We're all. <laughs> no, I wouldn't get that. I don't think it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's, a good thing. it's a good thing we're in quarantine. I'm going to come over and just start kicking some butts. Yeah, I'm about to I'm about to break all the social distancing rules right yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right, all right. So um, now we're gonna go ahead and break down everything about the stadiums, and we're really gonna start critiquing things. Now, um, I don't want you guys to think that we're all gonna be 100% homers. We will be critiquing our stadiums. Uh, Ian and I were talking off air while Andrew was, I think, getting some water, and we were talking about uh, you know that there is some aspects of our stadiums that we don't like. So don't worry, we're going to be honest. I mean, there's some things about Angel Stadium I don't like, Dodger Stadium, you know, what? We're, and we're not just going to be sitting here trashing other stadiums either. We're pretty lucky here in California. I mean, let's be honest, guys. Is there any stadium in California that's awful besides the Coliseum? And let's, be, I, I would take the Coliseum before Tropicana Field. So is there <laughs> any stadium that's really that bad in California? Let's be honest. No, no I've seen no. games at all three of our stadiums, and I, I've loved all of them. So I, I wouldn't say so. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't either. Have, have any of you guys ever been to Oakland? Am I the only one? I have not been to Oakland. Oh, I've, I've been, been by it. Tra Travis has been by it? By it? I haven't been in it. Yeah. Okay, I, I've been in it and by it. I would just buy it like two weeks ago. I have to go up there like once a month. And, you know, being inside of it isn't as bad as being around it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not, you know, when you're, it's not a pretty building. <laughs> 
Uh, no, you know what? The inside doesn't look that bad. Like when you're inside, it's not like, oh, it's not the worst thing in the world. It kind of just reminds me of going inside of Qualcomm, which I really did enjoy Qualcomm. Andrew and I always mm. talked about making like a Qualcomm Stadium episode. So maybe that'd be something fun to do. You know, maybe just talk about like old ballparks. But yeah, that'd be fun. All right. So before we go into it, uh, Andrew and I used to play a game where we talk about like a, an obscure player. So I kind of want to do that today, but for a stadium, okay? So I'm going to give – so the game, for those of you guys who don't know, at home, it's uh, name that obscure baseball player. But since we're talking about stadiums today, I'm going to do this. We're going to name this baseball stadium, okay? So uh, Travis, Andrew, and Ian, I'm going to give you guys the left field, center field, and right field dimension of this random MLB ballpark. And I'm going to tell you guys one unique fact. And without looking it up, you guys should try to guess what it is, okay? Everyone right, gets one guess. It. Hands are off Everyone. the keyboard. <laughs> okay. All right. So the left field – so right down the left field line, 345. Center field oh. is 420. Right field line is 330. And the went. interesting fact is that it's, I think, the only stadium that has a carousel and a Ferris wheel at the stadium. This is an active major league ballpark. Name that stadium. What was that? Comerica Park. Okay. Oh, Any you're other blowing us out of the water here, huh? Um, well, it is big that's my first impression so i immediately thought of kaufman stadium maybe or okay. coors but i honestly don't know all i know is it is large it's a large baseball oh. field okay <laughs> so what's your what's your final guess I'll, I'll, I'll say kaufman kaufman okay andrew and i wanted to say Quebecca. uh <laughs> all right i'll come up with another guess um only it has an active ferris wheel uh i'm gonna say Ah, oh, man. What's the Rockies field called again? Chorus. Chorus. Why did I just blank on that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's Chorus, but I'm going to say Chorus. Okay. Travis got it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> you had me at 420. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking, too. <laughs> yeah, it's really deep. All I know is that I don't be the show. It's, like, impossible to hit a bomb there. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it has, like, a little kitty area. And uh, just outside of the... And right out there, they have like a little Ferris wheel and like a little carousel. So I did confirm that because I was reading like random facts. I was trying to think of like a somewhat random ballpark to do. And I saw that fact. I'm like, there's no way this is real. But there's YouTube videos. So, (laughs) All right. Yeah, right. It's just one of those cool little things, you know. Okay. So now that we played that little game, let's now go ahead and dive into the meat of this episode. Okay. So once again, just to recap. Uh, for all our listeners. So now that we talked about the brief history, we're going to go ahead and talk about the parking, location, transportation. So that's going to be the first thing we talk about before we go and everything else. Okay. So I'll start off once again. So me, Andrew, and Ian, we'll go in that order. Okay. So Angel Stadium, out of all three, I would say definitely has the cheapest parking. So uh, you can park in the main stadium lot for $10. Um, and the, uh, stadium lot has like six different entry points. So you can enter the stadium from, uh, either left field, right field. Uh, there's uh, near the front of the park. There's like three other entrances. So there's the main home plate gate. And then there's two side entrances where the first base side is and the third base side. 
So I think it probably has the most entry points. Uh, I know Dodger Stadium is pretty easy to get inside of. Um, Petco Park is a little harder. I think they they probably have about the same now that I think about it. But uh, six entry points for uh, Angel Stadium. Parking lot's <laughs> probably about the same size as Dodger Stadium. Maybe Dodger Stadium's a little bigger. I would imagine Dodger Stadium probably has more preferred parking than Angel Stadium does. But as far as driving in and out, it's definitely the easiest because you have the 5 freeway and you have the 57 and you also have the 22 nearby. So in my opinion, it's probably going to be the easiest to get in and out of as far as parking. Um, I have a special place I park. Um, yeah, I've never been to a game with Travis, but uh, a lot of the people who I have gone to a game with will tell you uh, where I park is like the most ideal place to park. Um, it's like $10. And it's where the players come in and out of, so they try to keep the they try to keep that way empty. So it's very easy to get in and out of there. I don't want to say it out loud because I don't want a lot of people starting to park there. <laughs> Maybe a little selfish, but I mean, you know, season ticket holder, I don't want to have to deal with people taking my spot all the time. Um, now, um, the location, like I said, in between three major freeways, uh, it's in the Platinum Triangle, which is probably one of the nicest parts of Orange County. Uh, at least central Orange County. And um, the transportation is uh, pretty nice because you have the train station just outside of center field, right next to the Honda Center. Uh, that's the colorful building that you might see on TV. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, it's probably the most accessible stadium out of all the ones that we're going to talk about today. And as far as, like, parking and all that, it's probably the most economical as far as parking prices. And uh, that's what I have to say about my stadium. Uh, Andrew, your turn. Or let's Travis, do you have anything to add about that or anything that you want to disagree with what I said, actually? Nope, I'm actually in total agreement with you. <laughs> well, perfect. I, th th this wasn't rehearsed, guys. I was kind of hoping he'd have some kind of rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking that myself. It's as easy as parking. I've been to all the stadiums. And... I was in and out of the Anaheim parking lot in a matter of seconds, it felt like. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, cool. We're in full grants. All right, Andrew, go ahead and take it away, my friend. Yeah, so the uh, Petco parking, uh, Petco Park parking is a little bit more complex. Uh, the parking is divided up into uh, a number of different parking garages. Each of them have about 1,000 different spaces. I know if you go to, like, the Petco Park website, they'll tell you that there's about 30,000 spaces that are available for parking. But some of them you have to walk as far as uh, 20 minutes. The parking itself is usually around 15 bucks if you want to be like close to the main gate. Uh, what a lot of people do though is they take the trolley. So there's a trolley that you can get an all day day pass for five bucks. And you can park as far away as uh, old Qualcomm Stadium in the parking. And you could just take the trolley downtown and then, you know, get to the stadium. I mean, in that. theory, you can, uh, you can get it from Santee. So, I mean, you can go even much farther than uh, Qualcomm. <clears throat> Yeah, so I would say like the, the most unique feature about Petco Park is to be able to you know take the trolley to the stadium, which is probably like what what I think most uh, fans end up doing. And uh, I mean, like I said, the, the stadium is built downtown, so parking is kind of scattered around. So if you're trying to park next to the stadium, it can be a little bit confusing. Not as accessible as Angel Stadium. It's just not like the highlight of Petco Park here. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Fernando, you're you got like a encyclopedia knowledge of Angel Stadium and all the parking, <laughs> being a season ticket holder, so it's a little bit tough to follow up with that. And then uh, Ian's just gonna basically there's one. Yeah, I don't live in Los Angeles anymore, so. 
I'm sure the situation has not changed at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it has. Um, yeah, this is probably not going to be Dodger Stadium's uh, no, no. You know, the highlight, <laughs> the but uh, go ahead. So, yeah. um, in terms of location, Dodger Stadium is actually pretty well located. Um, it's right off the 110 freeway to get to like the main parking gate that I, at least I would usually go into when I went. Um, so, that's definitely not terrible. Getting to the stadium can be a hassle. Definitely, traffic's not good. Usually, games are starting during rush hour time or whatever. Um, a lot of people take, take like the Union Station bus route. So they do like a Union Station bus express route, express route um, to get to and from the stadium, which is pretty nice. I know a lot of people do that. Um, yeah, the, there's a lot of parking for sure. Uh, the issue with the parking is it's really expensive. So it, it's essentially just a series of lots. Um, I think parking is like 25 bucks and like 50 bucks for preferred, which is pretty, it's pretty crazy. And I think it's that high because I think Frank McCourt still actually owns the Dodger Stadium parking lots and like makes most of the yep, profits yep, from that, does. even though he doesn't own the team anymore. So that kind of sucks. Um, so parking's not great. Um, getting to the stadium, uh, it's not terrible, but it's not great either. A lot of people park like right outside the stadium or like in the surrounding neighborhood and walk, which I'm not sure is legal, but I think I know a lot of people do that. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, so getting Legal to the stadium is not great, but leaving the stadium is by far the worst part. Um, <laughs> I couldn't go to Dodger games on school nights uh, because you would go there, the game would end at, um, you know, 10 o'clock or whatever, and then you'd be stuck in the parking lot for like an hour, hour and a half, just waiting for the log jam to like slowly, like the mass just slowly get towards the freeway. Um, and then you're stuck in the freaking line to get onto the highway and like all the hawkers are coming trying to sell the stuff they couldn't sell during the game. So they're like knocking your car window trying to sell you stuff. And it, it's a whole mess. Um, <laughs> by far my least favorite part of the stadium is trying to leave it. Um, I think it's probably a big factor in why I didn't get to go as many daughter games as a kid as I probably would have liked to. So I think that that is probably my biggest negative about daughter stadium is the process to leave it. Um, especially since you got to leave the stadium directly into, you know, L.A. traffic. So I lived on a good day. I lived about a half-hour drive away from the stadium, but it was usually about a two-hour drive from the time I stepped into my car at Dodger Stadium to get home after a game. Yikes. What part of L.A. did you live in when you lived there? I lived in Hawthorne, so South Bay Area. Okay, yep. Um, now, I, I will give Dodger Stadium some credit in the sense of the, the location itself. So we're not talking about traffic. We're pretending cars don't exist. The location is pretty amazing. Oh, I was yeah, built yeah. on the hilltop. I mean, you know, Andrew was talking about how you can like look outside of one side of the stadium and see, you know, like the skyline of San Diego. The other side, you see the bay. In uh, Dodger Stadium, it's cool. You can see downtown LA and like all like the lights and stuff if you're into that. And then if you look in the center field, you see like the mountains or, you know, Chavez mm -hmm. Ravine. Yeah. So I'll say, you know, as far as location, I mean, it's located beautifully for, you know, if we're talking from an aesthetics aspect, but yeah, no, you're right. Getting out of there is atrocious. I mean, I go to a couple Dodger Angels games a year. I haven't gone since 2018. Um, and that's probably the biggest reason why I don't leave games early and yet getting out of there is a nightmare, but getting out of most baseball stadiums is. So. Yeah. And there's a classic joke that Dodgers fans will get there in the third inning and leave in the seventh inning. But you, you don't know until you're forced to do that because of the traffic. So I, I wouldn't knock him too hard for doing it, even though I wouldn't do it myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, um, anything else that anybody wants to add? Um, you know, Travis, you got anything? I do. I have an opinion about this one. 
All right. Well, that's what you're parking. I found that it wasn't that hard to get in. I live in Irvine, so it was a bit of a drive regardless. But I ended up taking my dad for Father's Day once. And getting in was relatively painless. But getting out, it like you said, it took an hour, an hour and a half. We walked around the stadium twice. That whole that whole uh, parking lot has its own zip code. But <laughs> in their defense, it's 56,000 people. It's going to have a big parking lot. And it's the most populated area in the country, really. So it, it's not a surprise that there's so much traffic. It's just kind of a pain in the butt. But it didn't ruin the overall experience of the game. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, yeah. I, I do not have any qualms with that. Now, um, one thing uh, also, I guess, in Ian's defense is uh, you were talking about how you know the parking can be kind of expensive at Dodger Stadium. I actually have learned that uh, the Dodgers have a lot that I believe they own as well, and it's only $3 to park there. It's like at the bottom of the hill. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. That's you have $3, yeah, sure, you got to walk the entire length of the parking lot. But, I mean, to save myself $18, I'll walk from, you know, Santa Ana to Dodger Stadium because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cheapskate. So, um, so yeah, and uh, Petco Park, uh, you know, they don't have the most economical places to park, but that's not their fault. A lot of it's, you know, run by various companies. But I think the convention center used to be like one of the cheapest spots. I remember you used to be able to park there for like $8 when Pico Park first opened. Now um, there's a parking structure. I think it's um, on – I forgot what street it's on. It's uh, right across from Petco Park, though. It's right next to the Marriott, and there's like a subway built inside of it, like a crunch time. And you can park there for like $13, and you're literally across the street. I don't know if mm. you know where I'm talking about, Andrew. Yeah, yeah it's uh, 6 in the, the Cape Parade or whatever. Yep, yep. I thought it was 6 in K. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's normally where I park when I go to Petco. And, you know, it's pretty easy to get in there. Getting out's pretty rough, but that's, you know, any parking garage when there's any kind of rush. But, um, yeah. So, you know, I guess that's a little uh, a little uh, dollar in everyone's tip jar, if you will. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, just try to help everyone else out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Trav, I mean, who do you guys realistically think has the best situation there? I, I'm, I'm trying to be unbiased. I'm, I still am going to say Angel Stadium. As you know, far as parking, what are you guys thinking? Uh, it's definitely not Dodger Stadium. I'll, I'll go that far. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll say that's an easy one in the in the Angels. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're we're probably not going to get too many. I mean, <laughs> so okay. <laughs> So I guess we'll say, you know, round one goes to the Angels. Yay. Okay. I All right. agree with that. So, yeah. You agree? Okay, perfect. All right. So now we're going to talk about seating. So, I mean, this is something that uh, both Angel Stadium and Dodger Stadium are kind of going to get dealt a bad hand right away because it's an older ballpark. So I'm, I'm going to say that for this one, we all just – you know, try to keep it, you know, somewhat fair. We know Petco Park's going to have the advantage because it's a newer ballpark, so they're designed differently now. But um, for its time, I will say that Angel Stadium did a very decent job of um, trying to keep the seats close uh, to home plate. I believe I've seen from – there was somewhere I read that, like, no matter where you sit in the ballpark, you're less than, like, I think it's, like, 300 feet from home plate, something like that. It wasn't a lot. It was something it was like amazing. I was like, what? There's no way. I, I, I read it somewhere on the internet. I'm trying to find it right now, but I can't. Uh, perhaps I'll, I'll find it when someone's looking. When somebody else is talking, I'll bring it up. But um, 
So, you know, the seating's okay. I mean, in the outfield is where I like to sit. My season tickets are in 238, which is in right field. And the reason for that is just because the seats are facing home plate. Um, you know, sitting on the foul line since an older stadium, the seats are facing forward and not towards the pitcher's mound or home plate or the infield like a lot of the newer stadiums are. So, I mean, yeah, I, I really have – not too much to say about the seating. I'm just going to take the L on this one. So, uh, Andrew, go ahead. <clears throat> no, yeah, uh, like you're like you're saying, Petco Park is the newest stadium out of uh, the three that we're talking about here. And so, not only is uh, are all the the seats close to home plate and have a great view, uh, it's also designed specifically to give it's you know set up as a seating bowl so that way you have a view of like the harbor and downtown. So everything's also designed to give the fans a great view of the city around itself too. So there's a, you know, and then getting it also into the seating, like something I think about is getting views of the of the scoreboard and Petco park is designed with, I think, I think it's the largest uh, scoreboard in baseball right now in left field. And then there's also, it is not. no, did they make a bigger one? Uh, Angel Stadium, uh, where can I find it right here? They, they, they have a larger scoreboard now. Uh, let me see. Can I find the dimensions of it? Anyway, okay, it's 9,500 square feet, the one in Angel Stadium. And then they have one in right field that's uh, – or in left field that's 5,488 square feet. So Angel Stadium has the third largest in baseball now. I believe Progressive Park or Progressive Field is actually one of the they top – they have the yeah. largest. Yeah, yeah. So Petco Park was the fourth largest when it when open? that scoreboard was yeah released open whatever you want to call it. Dang yeah. So I guess my uh, my pe- my scoreboard historian side of me failed right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's horrible. But there are a bunch of uh, mini scoreboards that are situated around the park strategically to give everyone a view of a scoreboard. I think there's eight eight mini scoreboards. And they're all, you know, HD, really nice. So Petco Park has that going for itself. And, uh, I mean, yeah, as far as, like, the seating goes, uh, I mean, it's all new. It's nice. I wish I, I wish I had more to say on this. I didn't really prepare on the seating as well as I should have. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, everyone probably, know, you know, it's a newer stadium, so everyone kind of knows <laughs> that, uh, you know, this, you're going to have a, an advantage here. So, you know, how you to make it fair for everybody? <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to add? No. I, uh, you know, I'm going to be a little cocky on this one and say I have it in the bag already with all the pre-talk we did. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Travis, anything to add about uh, Petco Park and its seating? Uh, when I went there, I was in the right field area right behind the patio. It was still a gorgeous spot to sit. I was probably, I don't know, 360 feet away from home plate. You can still see everything very vividly. you got a great view of uh, the upper deck, the upper mezzanine. It's just a gorgeous park to catch a game. I would agree that even though it is more recent, I think it does have the advantage in regards to seating. Okay. All right. Ian, uh, go ahead and talk about Dodger Stadium and it being the largest ballpark in baseball as far as seating. So. Yeah, I mean... I would counter that even though it is an older ballpark, I don't think it suffers from the issues that a lot of old ballparks have. There's really not a bad seat in the house. Um, I agree. The orientation of all the seats is all pretty good, even in like the reserve level. You're all it's all directed toward the pitcher mounted home plate. Um, you can see everything clearly from basically every spot in the field. 
Uh, I phrase every spot in the seats. And maybe with the exception of like the top levels of like the loge where you're kind of jammed under the reserve deck. Um, but I really don't think there's a bad place in the ballpark. Um, you know, you have the classic, the uh, iconic left field pavilion that has all the hooligans in it. Um, it's, a, it's all <laughs> a great feature. Experience, of the ballpark. Really, yeah, it's, it's part the, of the experience. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, I used, I would sit in the reserve deck usually when I went to see the games. And even though you're far away, like it's not, it's certainly not excessively far. Um, mm-hmm. They have that crazy loud sound system that you know gets the sound to everybody in the stadium um i think the most iconic the scoreboards certainly aren't huge but they are a pretty uh, the hexagonal scoreboards are certainly a pretty iconic feature of the ballpark and those are visible from all throughout the ballpark other than the other than the outfield areas so i would say there really isn't a bad place in the house to catch a game um i've had a great i've, I've sat in a few different areas in the stadium I, i've had a great time every time so i think the, i think the seating is pretty great at dodge stadium um, you know, I'm probably the minority. It really doesn't bother me. I've never really been to a ballpark where I'm like, oh, wow, the seat's atrocious. Um, to be, I, I'm one of those guys who just likes being at a baseball stadium. And um, I will say that um, I, I know Andrew and I've had this discussion before. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Petco Park. And I, I don't think the seating is as great as people want to say it is. Because what I've noticed is no matter where you're sitting at Petco Park, you are mildly obstructed in a sense. So because of the curve of, you know, the seats, you know, you might not be able to see, you know, the, the corner of right field. So if a ball dribbles down the foul line and kind of gets trapped uh, near the Petco ports, you might not be able to see it if you're sitting, you know, um, in the outfield, you know, in left field. You know, there's a, it's just kind of the way the stadium's curved. I don't know if anyone else has ever encountered that at Petco Park, but that's kind of one of the things that I've dealt with at that stadium. That's just, you know, maybe I'm the only one. No, no, I, I've definitely noticed that. I've only sat in the bleachers a couple times. Uh, most of the time, I usually sit down, like, the foul line or behind home plate. Uh-huh. And so I haven't had as much of, a, of an issue with, like, the obstruction, but I did notice that sitting down, like, the right field foul line, with the way the stadium is set up, you can't really see the right field corner. So yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's just going to happen with, you know, ha- with curving the seats to face, you know, the infield. That's just a newer feature in ballpark. And if, you know, the Dodgers ever get a new stadium, the Eagles ever get a new stadium, that's probably going to be something that's going to be universal. It's going to – that's just the trend. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, and I, I, I agree with Ian. I've sat in several places at Dodger Stadium, and I don't think I've ever really had a terrible time. Um, I've sat all the way up in like the what the is it the fifth level? They have a fifth level, right? The five hundred. Um, yeah, I guess you count the field level as the first level. Me, there is a fifth level. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've sat all the way up there, and oh my gosh, sitting up there, you're very high off the ground. <laughs> but I mean, it's still not a terrible place to see a ball game. So I'll give it that. I would second that. Yeah, I had um, seats all the way up in the deep left field nosebleed section because we got, you know, $12 tickets. And I, I, yeah. I enjoyed the experience. I didn't feel like I was obstructed. I mean, I was harder to see, like, right down where the field met the foul pole in left field. But that wasn't something that really became an issue during the game. There wasn't a lot of action in that specific corner. But even so, you could just look down, you know. It wasn't a huge deal. And I still got a good view of the right field scoreboard from that angle. Good. Um, you didn't chime in at all on uh, Angel Stadium, Travis. Uh, what has been your experience there as far as I've seating? I've liked Angel Stadium. 
uh, in regards to the seats, again, cheap tickets. I found that it wasn't really a problem. Um, I had tickets, unfortunately, for Father's Day. The Red Sox were coming out to Angel Stadium, but it was right by first base. Fernando, when you and I went out there, I realized that's a great spot to catch a game, especially if you're a fan of the visiting team. And it looks like a fantastic view. I've also been to Harvest Fest, where I sat right behind home plate. It's just outstanding. Okay. All right. So um, who are we going to vote for? I mean, I'm... I'm sure it's I mean, Petco Park. I mean, if we're being unbiased here, Petco. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think. I think okay. Dodger Stadium is a close second. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll have to swallow my pride. I mean, my whole thing is like I believe that Dodger Stadium and Angel Stadium are very similar because if you really think about it, you, if you take the outfield out, because obviously Dodger Stadium has the pavilions and Angel Stadium has seats. I think they're almost the exact same stadium minus like the fifth deck. Like they're built the same way. They have the same like loge level. They're almost the same. And you know, the way like the seats curve in. Yep. Am I crazy? They're, you know, the, the walls are the same height in the outfield. I guess I never oh, yeah. thought of it. But, huh? <laughs> minus the obvious asymmetry of Angel Stadium. They, they're pretty much the same concept. When you look at Angel yeah. Stadium in history, it was a lot more like Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, the stadium's want, yeah. undergone so many renovations that it doesn't look as diff- as similar now as it used to. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. But uh, if you look at photos from like 1966 when the stadium opened, you know, and you look at just bare bones, old school Angel Stadium. It's yeah, Dodger it looked, Stadium. Basically. So, I mean, to be honest, I think they're almost the same ballpark. You know, but, I, I, I never really thought of it from that perspective. But yeah, I see what you're saying, actually. Yeah, no, I mean, there's... <laughs> I don't think they'd ever admit it, but I mean, they probably modeled it after Dodger Stadium. So. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, okay. So long story short, I mean, yeah, Petco Park's gonna get the gonna get the W on that one. Um, okay. So now let's now that uh, Petco Park won a category, let's uh, give the Dodgers basically a feather in the hat. Let's talk about history. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if Andrew even wants to take a shot here, but uh, we'll give Oof. him one anyway. <laughs> but uh, so uh, I'll start. Um, just because that's what we've been doing. So um, I think Angel Stadium definitely has uh, a couple of advantages here in the history department. Obviously, it's not the oldest stadium in baseball, but it's the fourth oldest stadium. And I think that if people are honest, if they're to take a look at present-day Angel Stadium, it doesn't look like a ballpark that was built in 1966. It's a a very nice, very well-maintained ballpark. They just pumped, I think, $11 million into the stadium about – Two years ago, when they added, you know, the two big, two of the biggest scoreboards in all the Major League Baseball, the ribbon boards, um, they added a pointless screen where, like, an old State Farm logo used to be. Um, but what I'm saying is they've been, you know, pumping money into it. But um, if we're talking about the history of it, um, it's very interesting that it's gone through so many heavy renovations since it was built. I think it's gone through. I th- two major renovations it went through the renovation when the rams moved in i guess it went through a mini renovation after the northridge earthquake and then it went through another major overhaul when disney bought the team the rams moved away and they returned it back to a baseball only facility um that's another thing i think for how the stadium has you know all the changes it's overgone um i think they've done a really good job of not making the stadium pay the price for that. You know, there's a lot of ballparks, you know, think about 
um, Oakland, if they were to get rid of Mount Davis in center field, it would look weird, right? Or, you know, Qualcomm Stadium, it was originally San Diego Stadium, and it was a baseball-only facility. If they were ever return that back to a uh, baseball-only facility, if they never would have moved to Petco Park, it would look weird. So um, I think that the Walt Disney Imagineers did a great job making it into a baseball-only uh, facility again. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about some of the history that's happened there. I think it's one of the only stadiums open right now that's hosted three all-star games. Uh, 1967, 1989, 2010. Um, it's obviously seen the 2002 World Series, which is the only um, uh, baseball World Series that Southern California has had in this millennium. Um, it saw things like Don Sutton win his 300th career game. Uh, George Brett got his 3,000th hit there. Uh, Nolan Ryan pitched two of his, what is it, seven no-hitters? Seven. Yep, two of his seven no-hitters. At Angel Stadium, Reggie Jackson got his 500th career home run. Albert Pujols had his 600th home run. There's just mm-hmm. been so many things that the stadium has gotten to see. I mean, if you if walls could talk is an expression that people say, and um, I've used that expression a countless amount of times. I mean, if there's a ballpark that I can have a conversation with, um, Wrigley Field, Fenway Park. Angel Stadium and Dodger Stadium are probably on the top of that list. Coincidentally, they are the fourth oldest, but you know, you can even go to like the fifth or sixth oldest. I'm not interested in talking to O.co in Oakland. So <laughs> you can be quiet, Oakland. We don't want to talk. To you. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's just a little bit from the history aspect. And you know, you can get into like the historic owners that have sat in that owner's box at Angel Stadium, like Gene Autry and you know, the Walt Disney Company and you know, Artie Moreno being the first um, Hispanic uh, uh, owner of a major sports franchise. So things like that. So, I mean, you can really dive into Angel Stadium. And the more and more you dive into it, you'll realize that it's a it's a special place. But I'll get to that in the very end when we talk about things that make it unique. Um, Travis, do you have anything to add about Angel Stadium? Am I missing anything as far as, you know, history? I love looking at the progression of it. I love looking at its early days when it's a – it's like a love child between Dodger Stadium and Shea Stadium all the way to now where it's unique with the rock formation and the the big green batter's eye out in right center and left center. I, I just think it's a very interesting stadium and it's very, very scenic and very aesthetic. Yeah, it's very, it's very, it's a very uh, photogenic ballpark. Absolutely. There's a lot of really cool things about it that, you know, a lot of people will go there and they'll be like, oh, there's no beer garden, even though there is. And they'll be like, oh, I'm not interested. So, you know, but uh, we'll get to all that. Um, at the very end, um, Andrew, go ahead and talk a little bit about the history behind Pickup Park. So, yeah, I mean, the, the stadium's only been around for, for 16 years. So as far as uh, the long-term history compared to Dodger Stadium and, uh, you know, the Angel Stadium, it's uh, definitely going to be a distant third. There hasn't really been much in the way of history. They've done a great job, though, of of trying to build the park around the team's history. So Pecco Park's official address is uh, 19 Tony Gwynn Way. And, you know, Tony Gwynn's the heart and soul of the San Diego Padres and probably the city of San Diego. So as far as, like, trying to honor the team's history and the team's highlights, I think they've done a pretty good job there. Uh, they try to, you know, really, like, if we're you know talking about the city of San Diego and the history of San Diego as a city, they have incorporated the Western Supply Building, Metal Supply Building in left field, which was, you know, scheduled to be demolished when they're making the stadium. And they decided to instead renovate it and build it right into the park. So there's a lot of cool things like that where they're trying to kind of 
contain the history and preserve it and build it into the stadium. But as far as a uh, historic, you know, MLB first and things like that, there's a very limited uh, history in that regard. But, you know, it's new and there's plenty of time to build that history. And I'm hoping that, you know, this young group of guys coming up will create a lot of first for the park and eventually there'll be like a nice storied history along with it. I mean, it's gotten to see, you know, Trevor Hoffman dominate the early 2000s. Yeah, so we got to see a lot of, uh, you know, the same milestones for Trevor Hoffman. I'm pretty sure Barry Bonds had a historic home run there. Uh, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a few moments like that. But, I mean, as far as, like, having Noel Ryan throw two of his no-hitters there, the Padres have never had a no-hitter. So, still looking forward to that first one. Plenty of teams <laughs> have thrown no-hitters there. <laughs> Chris Young but, almost got one, right? He was two outs away. That yeah. almost happened at home. Yeah, so we got a lot of close calls. A lot of close calls at history. Uh, you guys have clinched two divisions there at home, right? Yeah. But Pretty no sure World... they both happened at home, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no World Series, though. And luckily, uh, Matt Holiday not touching home plate was at Coors Field, not Peco Park. <laughs> you would have, would have had to tear it down after that. Yeah, just start over. <laughs> I mean, the Braves did it after 20 years at Turner Field, so really anything's possible. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyone have any anything else to add about uh, Petco Park? Yeah, it, it is at a disadvantage. There's not a lot of history there, but you gotta love the the Western Metal Building and how it's an historic landmark. And it was, like you said, originally supposed to be demolished, but they registered as a historic landmark. And Petco Park is like, hey, guess what? We'll have both. And then they incorporated it, and I think that's unique. And I also gotta say, I like the park at the park. I haven't gotten a view there, but I feel like. $10 seats just to look, just to sit in a grassy area. And appreciate oh, they're not $10 anymore, my friend. <laughs> they're ah. like 25 bucks now. <laughs> it's not worth it then, but you know what I mean. It's yeah, totally yeah. A unique experience. I think in 2004, my uh, parents and I went there to see the Red, uh, went to watch the Red Sox play because I'd never gotten to see like David Ortiz play. Oh, yeah. Um, so I went there and we got like seats in the park of the park for five bucks. So it used to be five dollars and it used to be awesome, but yeah, not exactly worth 25 bucks. <laughs> oh, no. For an obstructed view, no. But it's still a fun experience to maybe walk through. Yeah, absolutely. If you're just there to, you know, party like a lot of San Diegans are, who don't <laughs> care about the game, then yeah, absolutely. It's probably, you know, the best option. All right. Uh, were you ready to go to Ian? Yeah, sure. I All mean, right. Take it away. in terms of baseball moments, I mean, other than Wrigley and Fenway, I don't think any park really stacks up to Dodger Stadium. Just in terms of the iconic moments that have happened there. I mean, the one that immediately comes to mind is the Gibson home run. Yep. Um, Absolutely. You have other things like Sandy Koufax's perfect game. Um, lots of classic moments from the 60s and 60s and 70s teams uh, that were really successful at Dodger Stadium. Um, the 1963 World Series was clinched there. A uh, bunch of other stuff as well that maybe you don't immediately think of, but you know, when you think of Dodgers history, you're like, oh, that makes sense. You know, Clayton Kershaw's no-hitter happened there. Fernando Valenzuela and Hideo Nomo, um, all that kind of uh, mania happened at Dodger Stadium and in the surrounding area. Just a lot of iconic moments, really. One of my did favorite Eric Gagne's, uh, Did Eric Gagne's uh, clo um, consecutive closing streak take place there? Uh, it certainly took place. I'm not sure if the clinching game okay. happened at Dodger Stadium. I'm actually, I don't, I don't know offhand. But, I mean, okay. certainly saw a bunch of those saves. Um, yeah, I mean... 
one of my favorite baseball moments ever of Rick Monday coming and running onto the field and saving the American flag that's about to get burned out at the Dodger Stadium. Um, And a bunch of recent moments as well. You know, Justin Turner's uh, NLCS walk-off home run, uh, Juan Uribe's go-ahead home run uh, in the 2014 playoffs. Um, You know, two of the last three World Series were clinched at Dodger Stadium. You know, it's uh, (laughs) lots of great moments there, uh, both recent and, you know, long history and you know long past history uh in terms of stadium history one of the things i like about it that really does retain that historical feel even though there have been a lot of renovations and kind of sprucing up the stadium um the core of the stadium has stayed pretty much the same there haven't been any major renovations that i know of Uh, most of the renovations have kind of been supplementary to the stadium so adding things like improved scoreboards you know more gift shops and you know developing the area around the stadium it's really been more about that than changing the heart of the stadium itself so um, it's definitely a classic feeling stadium. You walk in, you can feel the history. And, you know, they have uh, the retired numbers. Um, you, they, you know, they have the team museum, and you can go on the team tour and, you know, kind of get, get a taste of all that history. So in terms of history, I don't think any of the stadiums really compete with Dodger Stadium. Yeah, no, I mean, if I'm if I'm being unbiased, I, I agree. I mean, I think that you guys uh, are set up to have the most history. I will say that I think that as of recently – as far as team history, you know, in the stadium, the Angels have probably had uh, the best success recently. I mean, you know, with the 2002 World Series, obviously the Dodgers have been in the World Series since. It's just, you know, haven't gotten the result they wanted. Um, you know. You're going to hold that over my head for a while, huh? So. Oh, always. <laughs> always, always. But no, I mean, Dodger Stadium, definitely, I'm with you. I mean, one of the most historic and iconic places in all the baseball Many people would probably consider it a cathedral of the game just because of, you know, the history that has taken place there. I mean, yeah. you had arguably the biggest home run in Major League history take place there. So It's also worth noting, not even just Major League history, or the World Baseball Classic, I think plays all of their finals there as well. So that's a, another big part of baseball culture that takes place at our stadium. Unfortunately, not the next one. The next one's going to take place at Chase Field, I think it was for oh. them. Interesting. Yeah, I think it well, was I Chase Field. I disagree with that decision. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's it's. I, I didn't Petco Park have the original finals? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was Petco I know, Park I know the original final. The most recent was definitely at Dodger Stadium. It was. Yep, the USA won there. Yep. So uh, who knows? I might have to uh, pay our buddy Andrew a visit over there and uh, see the finals <laughs> if we ever get baseball ever again. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go visit that too. Um, Travis, anything to add about Dodger Stadium? Uh, aside from the early dark history of it, I think that. Uh, Dodger Stadium has one of the best histories, mostly because they've had the most successful franchise of the three. But aside from that, it does seem to have the most iconic moments, all almost all of which called by Vin Scully. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Obviously, yeah, I mean, the stadium's on Vin Scully Avenue. So. Yeah, you've got to appreciate everything he's brought to, what, 62 years of service with the Brooklyn slash Los Angeles Dodgers. Every time I think about uh, Dodger Stadium, I think about his voice. Yeah, so absolutely. I think he's one of the biggest historical aspects and he's still alive today to talk about it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. his his impact is all over the ballpark. I mean, the press box is named after him. In the street, it's all named after him. And just this countless memorabilia and all that. And a bunch of great moments, too, just from him announcing in the stadium and all the anecdotes that come from that. So it's definitely Absolutely. a big part of the city and the stadium. Yeah, I don't really think, you know, it's... I feel like all of our teams have had their respective, you know, iconic commentators. Nothing compared to Vince Scully. I mean, Vince Scully is 
I mean, essentially, you know, the Morgan Freeman of baseball, right? Everyone <laughs> talks about how Morgan Freeman's a god, you know, as far as like in all these movies. I feel like Vince Scully's almost like a godlike figure if you're talking about baseball. I mean, I don't think anybody could argue that or even dream about arguing that. I can't even think of a close second. Nope. Yeah, no, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You know, the Padres have been lucky enough to have uh, Gary Coleman. Yeah, Jerry Coleman. Jerry Coleman, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was iconic. Definitely a uh, second fiddle, though, to, <laughs> to Big Scully. But. Yeah, but, I mean, that's not fair. You know what no, I mean? Yeah. He was – he obviously, you know, was great in his own right. Uh, the Angels had Dick Emberg for quite a while. Uh, I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of Dick Emberg. But uh, maybe that's because, to me, Dick Emberg was just some old guy at a Petco Park who fell asleep uh, in the middle of a yeah. uh, commentating. So <laughs> I kind of have I, the same feeling. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I've heard Dick Enberg's, you know, classic calls during, like, calling all the Angels, which plays before every Angels game. So, you know, I think we've all had our fair share of very good uh, commentators. But, yeah, Dodgers yeah. definitely take this round. I mean, I, I wasn't even factoring Vince Scully into the equation, but he's just so synonymous with that stadium. I'm pretty sure to this day he still makes the announcements like, oh, you cannot bring guns inside the stadium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, I, Dodger Stadium. Any, can anyone even dream of uh, objecting that one? No, not at all. Okay. All right. So, uh, what, I think so far um, Angels have one, Petco so has that, one, and now there's two for Dodger Stadium? Oh, no, Dodger Stadium one, has one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's one, one, one. <laughs> okay. So I think this is kind of the one where we might actually, like, be defensive so we're just going to talk mildly about food and concessions now this does have to do with fan experience as well so we won't do a deep dive into food and concessions but um let's talk a little bit about that so my whole thing with uh i i think that angel stadium is going to have uh, at least a slight advantage in my opinion is because they have a lot of stadium exclusive foods don't get me wrong they have a lot of chains but uh, to be honest when i'm at a baseball stadium or any sports venue for that matter I want to try something that I really enjoy eating that I can only eat at that ballpark. Uh For instance, Angel Stadium, if you guys haven't gone to go there lately, they have a new thing called Big A Burger, which is essentially in and out, but it's a big boy burger. So it actually has like an actual patty instead of like a little sliver of meat, like in and out. Uh Um, They have the potato bun, just like in and out. You know, they they, they toast the bread, they, they, they... melt the cheese so it is essentially an in and out burger which i know a lot of people in southern california like except it's melted they have things like uh la rotisserie which is like a rotisserie chicken they have something which is uh, it's pretty good i I don't think the rotisserie chicken is amazing but it's not bad uh they have uh, a change of kitchen which every single homestand they have a different menu item so they'll theme it to things like to like a player like oh shohei otani so it'll be japanese cuisine you know uh, when zach koza run the team it was like barbecue so things like that. So they try to change it so it's always different, so it's unique. And then, of course, like I said, they have the chains. They have your your Jersey Mike's. Your your um, they used to have Panda Express, uh, you know, OG's Pizza. So things like that. I'm not a big fan of the franchises, like I said, but you know, if that's something that suits you, like the Yogurt Lands, the Dippin' Dots, they have all that at the stadium. But um, as far as unique food. I want to say out of the three, it has the most unique and best food. As much as I love Dodger Dogs, that's one of the only things to eat there, in my opinion. Um, Petco Park, 
I can just go across the street or, you know, not too far down in downtown and get the exact same thing, you know, $5 cheaper. But um, that's just my opinion. Travis, do you have anything to say about food at Angel Stadium? I've had generally good experiences. I haven't really gotten experimental with it because I haven't really known the area as much. And I grew up spoiled with the Fenway Franks. But um, those are good. I don't have any complaints. Gotta love, gotta love every kind of soft serve to have. I love the nachos. Oh yeah, the daddy nachos at Angel Stadium that come with like the ground beef, the beans, everything. Yes, exactly. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, those are pretty good. And I mean, realistically, one of those feeds like a family of three or four. I think it's huge. It's like 20 bucks and it's massive. Um, another thing that they just introduced last year, I mean, obviously I could talk forever about this. And Travis, uh, or I mean, heck, any of you guys, whenever you guys are in town or, you know, Travis is always in town. And uh, when we get baseball back, I'll bring one of you guys to the game whenever. And uh, I'll show you guys the good spots to eat. They have like the best cookies that they, you've ever eaten, guaranteed. <laughs> They're like fair style cookies. But, uh, I mean, like I said, I can blabber on and on about the good food. You just kind of have to know where to look, and that probably goes for any stadium, including Oakland. So uh, I'll let uh, Andrew go ahead and uh, take this one away. Yeah, you know, I I, would, I think that Petco Park has a lot of great food options. And, uh, you know, as far as, like, I think they did a great job of really, like, incorporating a lot of the local, like, specific food areas that are famous to San Diego into their stadium. And like so, if you're if you're a fan of like tacos or barbecue, I don't I think every stadium's gonna be second to none to Petco Park. I mean, you're right. You can definitely go visit all these these places locally just down the street. But I mean, you got like Lucha Libre, uh, which you know has great tacos. Uh, you got the California burrito, and I mean, and if we're really gonna talk about it, like what San Diego does as well as any other stadium, and maybe the best save like you know Safeco, is uh, having like the local breweries uh incorporated into the stadium so if you want to try all these like you know local ipas from all the different breweries around town like peco park has them all it has the best beer selection arguably of any stadium <coughs> so i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna say that i i think peco park as far as like having like nice unique food maybe not the best like hot dogs or things that you traditionally think about for baseball i think that you know, they have a great variety of like local, you know, barbecue places, local taco shops that are built into the stadium and that serve amazing food. Yeah, I don't think Petco Park is going to have, they they're not really known for, you know, like Friar Franks or whatever they call them. Um, they don't really have any uh, stadium exclusive foods. But, you know, I will say, I mean, you know, the food there is good. It's just not unique. That's my whole opinion on it. But, Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm the only one who's like picky about that kind of thing. Who wants something unique? I don't know. If Travis, oh, yeah. maybe. I'm definitely not picky about food in general. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe you spoil because you because uh, of where you work. You <laughs> you got a lot of food options. So. Exactly. <laughs> Andrew, do you have anything else to add about uh, Petco Park and its uh, food? No, yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree with you. Like traditional baseball food that's like associated with Peco Park there's not much but if you're looking for like actually like you know nice tacos or barbecue things that you wouldn't really think about with baseball I think Peco Park's gonna be your go-to yeah no I mean don't get me wrong I love uh I love Lucha Libre um Phil's Barbecue definitely gets the job done as far as you know okay barbecue but uh yeah all right Ian stage well, I mean when you think of food at Dodger Stadium, you always think about the Dodger dog. 
And I mean, the Dodger dog, as far as ballpark hot dogs go, is probably up there with one of the best. Um, I mean, ultimately, and this is going to be sacrilegious, but ultimately it is basically just a hot dog. Uh, there are, however, a couple places that say you can get them grilled instead of steamed, which is how they're usually cooked. Um, and I would definitely recommend that. Uh, I definitely hear really great reviews about that. So um, the Dodger dog is obviously an iconic, you know. Dodger Stadium really shines in you know, the classic baseball food. Um, you know, I have memories of eating Dodger dogs as a kid. Uh, I think one of the other iconic foods at the Dodger Stadium is the different kinds of fries they have there. I used to love the garlic fries at Dodger Stadium. Um, and they have a bunch of different kind of variations on that. So they have like carne asada fries and like al pastor fries um, and all that. I mean, I'm sure all three stadiums are in Southern California. So all of Mexican food options. But Dodger Stadium definitely delivers in terms of tacos. Um, as I mentioned, like the carne asada fries are a big, big hit among the fans there. Um I think Dodger Stadium really does excel in the classic ballpark food, and I've always been kind of a traditionalist in terms of ballpark food. You know, I go to a game and I get a hot dog. Yeah. Um, I will say the food is expensive, and, you know, food at most ballparks is expensive, but I, especially so at Dodger Stadium. I mean, that's probably the only thing really dragging it down is the price of it. Um, I mean, the classic thing to do is to go to Philippe's before or after a game in downtown L.A. and get a sandwich. Uh, or go to like Chinatown, which is right next to the stadium, and get food there. Um, I would probably, I would probably do that if I still lived in LA most of the time, to be honest. But Dodger Stadium definitely does have great food options. Well, the nice part about Dodger Stadium, you just go to the parking lot, and you'll see, you know, you'll see somebody uh, cooking a bacon wrapped hot dog for you, and it'll be yeah, pretty that's cheap true too. Yeah, <laughs> if you go outside, those are pretty good. Um, so I mean, here's the. Before we get to the hard part, well, look, Travis, actually, uh, do you have anything to add with that or maybe anything to critique about Ian's opinion on the food at Dodger Stadium? I'm trying not to speak out of bias because that's counterintuitive to what I brought on, but I yep, don't believe exactly Dodger Dog is better than the Fenway Frank. Obviously, I have but, not had a Fenway Frank, so I cannot say. Yeah, it's it's as big as your head. It's, <laughs> it's a real Boston treat. You know? But I did enjoy the Dodger Dog. I'm not a big hot dog guy in general, though, but, you know. I just had, uh, I haven't experimented that much with foods in the areas, but I would say if I had to pick one, I would say I like Petco Park because I've been to, Trader. I've been to Lucha Libre as well. I loved it. I've been on oh, I love Lucha Libre. Yeah. <laughs> the one you gotta I'm love Washington. it. You gotta love just the area of San Diego and how they incorporate the tacos into, and you know, it's authentic down there. So you gotta love that too. Don't know if that was racist or not, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know it's authentic. Come on, <laughs> we're right next to the border. <laughs> yes, Tijuana North. Yeah, I, I have heard that. Yes, I, I, I'll, I I'll share my story of. Yeah, I'll share my story of food at Petco Park because I might be a little bit biased against it. Um, when I was maybe like eleven or twelve, I was down in San Diego for a little league tournament. Uh, well, like part of the tournament was you got to, you got tickets to go to a Padres game, and so I went with like my whole little league team, and it was really fun. And I remember, I remember this distinctly, even though it was like 10 years ago. Uh, I went and got pizza at one of like, like the crappy like ballpark. It wasn't like one of the restaurants. It was, it was like the default ballpark concession stand. And I got a slice of pizza there. Um, and they charged me for two slices of pizza, even though I only got one. And I like talked to the lady about it. And they're like, go away, kid. You bought two. And I only got one slice of pizza. So I, that, that is a forever cloud. <laughs> uh, that, that's forever clouded my impression of Petco Park food. 
That's fair. I got bit by a brown recluse at Petco Park, so I've been oh. better since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. All right. So I mean, since I think we're all gonna pick our respective stadiums for food, I mean, we're just we're, we're gonna have to default to Travis on this one, and he, he already picked Petco. So, I mean, unless anybody's is going to be, you know, is going to pick somebody else's ballpark, I think we're all gonna pick our own here. <laughs> Right? Yeah, that's Around. fair. Okay, all right. So I guess I reluctantly give this one to Petco Park <laughs> because of the tiebreaker vote. This, this is basically what we want to travel zone, so thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're almost to the end here, folks. Uh, this one should be pretty quick. Uh, we're going to just – the view. So uh, Angel Stadium has a pretty cool view. I mean, it's not amazing. Uh, I mean, the smog is normally too bad, so you really can't see the San Gabriel Mountains. But when you can, it's amazing. <laughs> like right now, I mean – if you're sitting right now in the press box, it probably looks amazing because you have the snow from the San Gabriel Mountains because it's been raining in Southern California. So there's snow in the San Gabriel Mountains um, because uh, from my apartment, I can actually see the mountains so I can see the snow. That's the nice part about where I live. Um, you have the Honda Center, which is you know something kind of cool to look at. And like I said, you can see the train station, which they always light up, like the entire roof is just you know covered in lights so it's really cool during angels games they'll make it red and um, this is something i'm going to talk about for our next and final topic which is something that makes it unique but uh, in various parts of the stadium you can see the big a from where you're sitting i'll default to that for my next thing but um, you know the view at angel stadium it's cool it's nothing amazing you know there's i know a lot of people like skylines or sky skylines i'm not a big fan of you know humans so, <laughs> i don't like cityscapes but uh yeah i know i'm not gonna get this around this one's probably gonna go to petco but uh, andrew <laughs> go ahead unless you have anything to say travis no nope, i'm going with petco <laughs> yeah. yeah all right, fair all right. so andrew go ahead and uh I, I think it, once you sit down in petco and you can see the cityscape behind it and just how open the ballpark is to the city and having a harbor right there like there's i can't imagine any of the other stadiums really having a you know, holding a candle to Petco on this one. It's a, it's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you sit down and you can see the city. You can see the see the ocean. Everything, you know, it's, it's gorgeous. And then, you know, as far as, like, looking inside the stadium, the stadium itself is gorgeous. So from anywhere in the park, you can see, like, the Western Supply Building. You have the nice open center field, you know, with the, you know, the grassy hill. And all the people that are sitting under beach towels, it's just, it's fun. And it feels like a really warm atmosphere. So, I mean, right. that's, yeah, that's kind of really what I have to say about that. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Short and sweet to the point. We already know what Travis is going to pick, so I guess we'll skip his defaulting on this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ian, you want to go ahead and uh, talk about Dodger Stadium, which in my opinion has a pretty good view, too. Yeah, I, I love the view at Dodger Stadium. I mean, right over center field, you have Elysian Park. It's kind of the smaller wooded area that surrounds the stadium and then over that you have the la mountains so it is a really nice view out, out, out past center field uh, and you can definitely see the la skyline from some parts of the stadium as well uh, which is a pretty great view especially at night i will say um i i remember the think blue sign uh kind of out in past left field that was like a big part of the stadium view and last time i went to the other stadium which is the first time i've been in like five years it wasn't there anymore which i was pretty disappointed about and i'm not sure if they put it back up but uh, it's a little bit disappointing. I, I do, I do uh, think that is a part of the view of the stadium. Is that think blue sign? 
Uh, but yeah, I, I do like the view at Dodger Stadium. I don't think it's you know anything incredible. It's not like PNC Park or anything, but it is a nice view. Uh, I think it has the stadium atmosphere a lot. Yeah, I think PNC Park probably has the best view in all of baseball. That's why a lot of people rank PNC Park the best ballpark. I've seen a lot of like they just did a a poll, a stadium poll for best ballpark in baseball on PNC one. I think Petco Park was in like the top four. Yeah. It was between Wrigley Field and PNC and PNC one. Mm-hmm. So Angel Stadium almost beat Yankee Stadium. I was very surprised. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I don't know if New Yankee Stadium is all that popular. New Yankee Stadium is not very widely received. Really? No, it's um. Uh, well, it's probably just because Yankee game. Stadium. Yeah, because Yankee Stadium at least had the history. The new Yankee Stadium is like, okay, if you're gonna build a new ballpark, why didn't you just build a new ballpark instead of just, you know, stealing your, uh, uh, stealing somebody else's test? Yeah. So, I mean, there and I've also been hearing, you know, since we have Travis on, I've been hearing rumblings forever about them needing to build a new stadium for uh, Fenway. I've, Keep hearing that, like you know, they're starting to kind of, you know, the stadium's kind of starting to crumble. I actually haven't heard anything like that. I've heard about renovations in the mix. You know, the the seats definitely could use an update. The seats themselves are old, but I think it's going to have too much backlash, and it's not going to be wide received, especially in all of New England. Yeah, I can't ever imagine another stadium in Boston other than Fenway. They tried in 1998, and it wasn't very popular, <laughs> to say the least. Hey. I don't, I think it's going to be the same result if they try again. Yeah, no, I, I, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I guess real quick, do you guys ever see the Dodgers getting a new stadium? I don't think so. No. I think the Dodgers are almost on the same boat as the the Cubs and the Red Sox. I would argue that, yeah. Yeah, and then your future, definitely not. Especially because Unless they really don't have anywhere else to build it. Because, I mean, the, yeah, definitely the way the stadium's so. situated... They can't build it on that hill. They'd have to like build literally on top of Dodger Stadium, which obviously they can't do unless they play at the Coliseum again. <laughs> I don't know. It's a pretty big parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but they, the, the way the state, the parking lot's built, like it's really weird to describe because it's like the the hill is literally built into the ballpark. Like mm-hmm. if you go, you can literally walk all the way to like the fifth deck from the hill. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, it yep. makes sense. Yeah. So like if you're on like in the if you're on the nosebleed fifth deck, like if you go on the backside, you're like flush with the ground. And then you go up there like into the stadium and you overlook and you're like, how the heck am I up here? I was yeah, just like yeah. on a gr- seemingly ground level. So I don't think they'd be able to do that. They'd literally Yeah, because the whole the whole parking lot's a hill, right? I'm not I'm not just I, I, it might be like a terrorist. I don't know if it's like... It's got levels. Like it's got levels. Okay, so... I mean, they would just have to flatten out the hill. I, I, they could probably figure it out. But they'd have to buy that land from the previous owner, which I don't know if he's going to be willing to sell that. And if he is, it's going to be for a lot of money. Yeah, the location is just as iconic as the stadium. So if, you know, some something happened where they would want to build a new stadium, I think it'd have to be in the same spot. Yeah, I think if, okay. of the three stadiums we're talking about, the Dodgers are least likely to move. Well, the Angels are stuck until 2050, so we know they're not going to go anywhere anytime soon. They just re-signed their deal because Arden Wayne yeah. just bought the land. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, um, that's another topic to talk about one day. I, I'm assuming the I, they said that the Angels will probably get a new stadium in the next five to eight years if they do get one, but they're going to be talking about that for the next three years as far as what the next move is. Um, okay, 
So now let's go ahead and move on to our very last topic, and that's going to be what makes the ballpark unique. So this is kind of something that um, I guess I was looking forward to the most for the Angels. Okay, so it's not a secret that a lot of people in the world are nostalgic with Disney. So it's the only stadium that Disney has ever built. You know, obviously they didn't build it from the ground up, but Disney basically made Angel Stadium what it is today. Um, one of the biggest things that they added to the ballpark is in center field. They call it the California Spectacular, and it's just that rock structure. I don't know about you guys, but that, to me, is one of the coolest things in baseball. I mean, that's just me being unbiased. That It's awesome. <laughs> does, does, by the way, do any of you guys actually know what the purpose of that rock structure is? I didn't know it had it's one. Not, Other than to look cool? Yeah, I don't know. Andrew, you <laughs> no, have any no. ideas? No, yeah, no. It's where they house all the uh, equipment for uh, for the field. So, mm-hmm. like all the extra patches of grass, you know, all the all, all the field equipment is right there inside of it. It's oh, just really cool. basically a storage facility. So, really, yeah, I don't know. That. That, I'm sure next time you go to an Angels game, you won't be able to miss it. Now you'll see them <laughs> driving in and out of there. <laughs> uh, and obviously, of course, it also like. Does things like shoot off fireworks and stuff like that. So you, you'll, whenever the team uh, hits a home run, you'll see like fifty foot flames shoot out of uh, both corners of it. Um, they also shoot fireworks before games during the national anthem. Um, on opening day, they'll shoot fireworks during like introductions and things like that from their um, pregame intros during a, a normal regular season game. They'll shoot from there uh, every Saturday night. They have fireworks that shoot out of there. So it has multiple purposes. And I think it's one of the most unique aspects of any stadium. You know, it's kind of like our Western metal building. Obviously it's not historic, but I think it is cool. Um, one of the most iconic things I think is the big A. The big A used to be the left field scoreboard. Um and it was moved when the Rams uh, moved in and they closed off the stadium. They had to move it because obviously, you know, they had to close off the stadium. So they moved it from left field to the parking lot. The move took three days and it, I guess it almost fell over several times, but it only moved like 350 feet. I think it was. And like I said, it almost collapsed. Um, so the big A is one of the most iconic things. And I think it's become one of the most iconic uh, parts of driving on a, a Southern California freeway. I know it's something that a lot of people think is synonymous with the angels. Um, I can't tell you how many of my friends will drive to Disneyland and they'll take a photo of the big A, you know, driving on interstate five, you know, they'll be like, Oh, look, it's your house. Things like that. I get that text probably like once a month. So if you guys are listening to this, if you can stop sending me that text, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's old. It's not, it's, it was funny and charming the first time. Um, another thing that's cool is I think it has one of the best entrance plazas in all of baseball with the two um, giant Angel Stadium A's. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed, if you guys are standing underneath those iconic uh, hats in the front of the stadium, it gives the hat size that it, that, that is, which is something I think would be cool for Travis because of his profession or his, <laughs> his current job. I noticed that. I forgot what the size was. It was insane. Yeah, something really, really large. But I think it's just kind of a cool little thing, you know, that you'd probably never notice. Another thing that's really unique in that entrance plaza, you can go to each position. So um, in the front, I don't know if you guys have seen, they have a diamond on the ground, and the diamond's made out of bricks. On that brickwork, um, 
if you go to like, you know, home plate, um, you go to the pitcher's mound, uh, first base, et cetera. If you go to each position, it'll give every opening day starter to wear an Angels uniform from 1961 to that year. Mm. So, you know, if you were to look at, you know, from 2012 to 2019, you'll see Mike Trout's name in, you know, left field or center field. Um, you know, you'll see Jared Weaver's as the opening day starter for, you know, six years, things like that. So I think that's something that's really, really cool and really unique. And it's just something that's a part of our history. Not a lot of teams, you know, display every opening day starter like that. Um, I'm trying to think. What else is there that makes it unique? Um, I mean, I, I think that's basically it. Uh, I, I could probably just name things all day. But, I mean, as far as the big things, those are the, the biggest things. Um, and, Andrew, you want to go ahead and talk about what makes Petco Park really unique? Yeah, so I mean, the, the most obvious is the Western Supply Building, Metal Supply Building in left field, uh, which we've already talked about a few times. So I don't want to get too much into that. But uh, another thing that I think is also really unique is the right center field where you have the, uh, the sandy beach. And you'll see like kids playing in the sand and families on you know, beach towels. They took the beach away. Did they? They took the beach away like three years ago, the year of the, uh, the All-Star Game. Now it's like a porch. Dang. They did. Man. All right, I need to update my history. Shouldn't have moved to Arizona. I would have known that. <laughs> it was uh, cool. Hey, Arizona has a pool. That's true. <laughs> Arizona's got the pool. And then, uh, I don't know, like if you go up into the upper decks, you know, behind home plate, and you look out behind, you can see the Coronado Bridge connecting, you know, to the island. And there's a lot of cool features like that. So a lot of it has to do with just the location, being able to see the city, being able to see the, you know, the harbor, the ocean. You got the, you know, the, his the history built right into the stadium. But as far as like unique features, it's uh, you know, it's mostly just the Western Metal Supply Building. The rest of it is a pretty modern stadium that's designed to kind of look retro. Uh, I know, like you know, you got the beer alley, you got the the wiffle ball field out in the center field. So there's a lot of little cool details like that. Now, the only thing that I kind of want to add in, I don't know if anyone else will disagree with me. Maybe you know, my genius or a, a jack butt, if you will. Keep it friendly for the kids. Um, I'll say that I, the only disadvantage I give you is, uh, you know, you were talking about the view, which is spectacular, but we talked about the view already. So that's kind of the reason why I think I'm going to dock it on this one. I will say, though, the Western Metal Building is absolutely stellar. That's awesome. It's cool. It's unique. It's never been done before, perhaps ever, as our president would say. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I'm with you on the uh, park in the park. That's really cool and that's really unique. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. you guys disagree with me. Maybe I'm I'm wrong in counting the view. No, I I think you're right. It's I mean, just I love Petco Park, but the unique features are you know it's like they put all they went all in on the Western Metal Supply Building. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that unfortunately makes it that unique. Don't get me wrong, it's a nice ballpark, but at the end of the day, it's a nice ballpark. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's essentially what it is. Um, anybody else have anything to add? As far as, am, am I wrong? Do you guys agree with Andrew? What do you guys think? Well, I mean, the Western Metal Supply Building may be only one feature, but it is a really cool feature. Well, that is what my Absolutely. head immediately moves to when, when I think of Petco Park, so. Yep, yep. I, I don't think you're wrong in that. Travis? 
I would agree. I would say the outfield, the out, the outer facade of the park is definitely unique. It's not necessarily a unique feature. It's just something I found interesting going on. It's like, I, I don't know. It looks like modern art on the way in, which you don't find with older stadiums like Dodger Stadium, Fenway Park, or Angel Stadium, which is just kind of more simple. But I, I like mm-hmm. the out, outer, outer core of the park, if you will. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'm looking at a photo of Petco Park right now. I have like a, a poster of both Petco and Angel Stadium. All right. Um, Ian, you want to go ahead and uh, close us out here? What's unique about Dodger Stadium? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think a lot of what is unique about the stadium is rooted in the team history. Um, so, you know, we have a really famous statue, Jackie Robinson, uh, at the stadium. That's It's relatively new, but it, it definitely adds to the, hist- the historical feeling of the stadium. Um, and all the retired numbers, in addition to being up on, uh, I think, the left field wall, or um, along the left field bleachers, um, they also have num- all the numbers have sculptures outside the stadium as well. So all of that kind of factors into the uh, into the historic feeling of the ballpark. Um, in terms of recent history, I actually think what makes the ballpark unique, and maybe this ventures too much into fan experience, but uh, is actually our team organist, uh, Dieter Rule. Um, He's actually added to the feeling of the ballpark so much. Um, he has like unique walk-up songs for not only all the Dodgers players, but for all the opposing players too. Um, I think he actually really exemplifies kind of the celebratory feeling of the ballpark. Um, he, he's the best live organist in baseball, uh, in my opinion. Um, so I think that really adds to the feel of the ballpark. It's a really he's a really unique uh, feature of the stadium. Um, so yeah, I think those two. In addition, like. You know, of, of all, like, the mid-century ballpark designs, Dodger Stadium is the only one that's really remained pretty true to its roots. Um, Angel Stadium kind of came in the same wave of stadiums, but it has been renovated pretty heavily. Dodger Stadium at its core is still the same stadium that it was, you know, 50 years ago. So I, I think it is really the last of the ballparks that, you know, kind of right between the new wave of ball, newer wave of ballparks and uh, the older, the oldest, you know, the Fenways and the Wrigley's. It's right smack between that. It is a pretty unique architectural design in that sense. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm def- I can agree with that. You know, hasn't changed much at all, and it's not for the worst. You know, it, it still looks very good. You you would never think it's a stadium that was built in the '60s. Yeah. Anyone have anything to add about that? About Dodger Stadium, and you know, any advantages it has? I would agree. It's hard to imagine that it's almost six decades old at this point. It's you gotta like the symmetry, but um. In regards to actual things that make you unique, the symmetry is basically it, and the fact that it's built into a mountain. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it doesn't have that like big popping feature like in the outfield or anything like that. Maybe other than the view, but yeah, it, it doesn't have that one big feature that makes it unique. But I think as a very like cohesive ballpark, I, I think that is kind of its big selling point. Yeah, exactly. The fact that it doesn't have a big selling point is the selling point. The, <laughs> the simplicity of it almost. All right, so uh, I guess now it's time to, to uh, pick here. Who, what are you guys picking as far as uh, uniqueness? Yeah, I'm going to pick Angel I, Stadium. I, well, I guess I'm not overruled here. <laughs> I mean, I think in terms of one unique feature, I think the Western Mail Supply Building is, is like the one unique ballpark feature that I immediately think of when I think of any of the three stadiums, but... I think as a ballpark, I don't think you can get the Dodger, Dodger Stadium experience anywhere else. That's true. That's a good point. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I agree with you with the organists. I mean, uh, wasn't it also uh, what, what was the woman's name before? Ooh, it's slipping my There's mind. A, was it yeah, Nancy yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nancy um, Bell. Nancy that B. Sounds familiar. Nancy B. Yeah, I, I think that that was what she was kind of called. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I I will agree that the organ is something that's really charming about Dodger Stadium. But I don't know. I, I just think that has too much to do with fan experience more so than something unique. Because, yeah, you know, that I think that's fan experience more so than something unique about the ballpark itself. You know, the organists isn't part of the ballpark. It's a experience of the ballpark, right? That's fair. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm going to go with Angel Stadium for the simple fact of the center, uh, the uh, California Spectacular in center field, and for the Big A. That's just th- those are my two things. You know, whenever the Angels win, they light up the Big A. I think that's something that's really cool. They, you know, write things on the Big A. Like right now, it says "Stay Strong." You know, things like that. You know, I think it's just the customization. When Albert Pools hit his 600th home run, they put. Uh, Congratulations, Albert, on 600. It's things like that. So to be honest, I'm going to go ahead and tip my hat there. Um, I do think Petco Park's probably a close second because of the Western Metal Building. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like out of all the categories, it's probably the one that they're probably the most even on because every single one of these three ballparks have something that just makes it gorgeous. You know, Dodger Stadium, you're right. It's, It's unique. There's something about just being at Dodger Stadium where you're like, wow, I'm at Dodger Stadium. Like, this is, you know, it, it just feels kind of like a, like a magical place. And that's kind of one of those things that I don't think Petco Park has yet or a lot of the newer ballparks in baseball. Dodger Stadium doesn't that. need a stick. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Is what? That's it doesn't need a gimmick, really, yeah. Dodger Stadium doesn't need a stick. Yeah. It just that's has her. name recognition. Okay, so Ian, are you voting for Dodger Stadium? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll stick to my guns. Okay, Travis. Who I'm actually going to go with Petco Park on this one, although it was a dead heat for me. Okay. I've got to say, I love the Western Metal Supply Building. I love the park at the park. Angel Stadium is like right there, but I just don't think you could beat that uh, that exterior. It's not something people talk about when they think about ballparks, but just walking in, it doesn't feel like a ballpark. It just feels like a gigantic building, and then suddenly you're in a ballpark. You know, you got to love that. Perfect. All right. So since so Andrew and I both voted for Angel Stadium and then we had one vote for Dodger, one vote for Petco. So um, I think so that one goes to Angel Stadium. So let's see. Parking went to Angel Stadium and what makes the ballpark unique with Angel Stadium. Seating went to Petco. History went to uh, Dodger Stadium. Mm -hmm. Food and concessions went to Petco. View went to Petco. So, I mean, and I guess in all fairness, Petco won. <laughs> I guess uh, we should have known that was going to come. But, I mean, I don't think that any of these three ballparks are a bad place to uh, take you, your family, or your friends. So, in all fairness, I think they're all just gorgeous ballparks and you know, in their own respects. Yeah, and they're all great for different reasons, for sure. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it out of us, folks, uh, for this evening. Thank you guys so much for tuning into uh, what's probably our longest episode. I appreciate all three, or yeah, all three of you guys for uh, jumping in here. Um, anybody have any closing thoughts? I miss baseball. I want to watch a baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think we all Just if you that. haven't visited any of these parks, I'd recommend doing it. I think they're all really, really special in their own regard, and they're all great places to catch a game. Absolutely. All three of them are gorgeous stadiums. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'm just ready for baseball. Yeah, me too. I think we lost Absolutely. you, uh, Fernando. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, sorry. No, I said uh, I'm just ready for Where baseball. Where were you going with that? Oh, no, I... I let out a sneeze. That's where I was going. I didn't want to blow out everyone's eardrums, so I muted myself. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I I miss baseball. I'm ready for baseball. To be honest, I, I'll go to Tropicana Field at this point to watch a baseball game. I just want to I just want to see a game. Tropicana Field. <laughs> with, with the way the Red Sox were looking this year, I'm not that eager to get back into it. But, you know, I miss baseball, too. I mean, I'm ready to see the Angels' offense. But, I mean, that's something I guess we can talk about in a future episode. Um so a couple episodes that are going to come up, hopefully we'll be able to talk about the fan experience at each ballpark uh, pretty soon. Um, I think we've talked in the past about doing uh, where we compare our best non-Hall of Fame players on each of our respective teams. So Dodgers, Padres, and uh, Angels, best we pick one non-Hall of Fame player and kind of debate on who is the better of the three. Maybe in the future we can uh, come up with an all-time lineup where we take the best first baseman out of all three teams, etc. So. I think that'd be kind of cool. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it out of us. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you guys are still listening, thank you guys for being real fans. <laughs> if you guys are a member of that real fan crew that I just said, uh, go ahead and follow us on Facebook at the Down and Away Podcast or on Instagram at the Down and Away Podcast. Uh, both of those will be updated as often as possible. And Facebook is a place for you guys to have fun, post memes, have discussions, all that stuff. So go ahead and join us on there. Um, and until our next show, stay safe, stay home, do whatever you can to try to stop the spread of this horrible disease, illness, whatever you want to call it. So that, well, it's not a disease, it's an illness. So we can all just go back to watching baseball. All right. For all of us here at the down and away podcast. Thank you very much. Bye guys. I right, have a good one. Everybody. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks guys. Bye.